Good day, my friend. Good day. Happy Monday. Whatever, whatever that means, whatever that connotes. I want to get right down to brass tacks and explain a couple of things to you. And especially if you are new to this. When I say new to this, I mean new to this world that we're living in right now. Um, I always have to sometimes stop and remind myself that we need a boot camp to show people how to work things. You're going to have to negotiate between different groups of people. The profoundly clueless, they're over here. Another group of people would be the monumentally hyper-conspiratorial. You run into those folks every now and then. They're very interesting. Very interesting indeed. They're, um, it's hard to say. How, how, how do I say this? They're, they're interesting. And then you have those who don't know how to read stories because they've never been apart. And then you have to teach folks don't necessarily jump into this immediately. Don't don't necessarily jump into this too, too quickly, if that makes any sense. And I'm being deliberately cryptic because for purposes of social media platforms, you must learn this is not the place to describe this. This is this is this is this is the children's room. And what I mean by that is it's it's house rules. There are some things which they simply do not want you to say or to go to, especially if they're true. If they're false, nobody cares about them. You can make any claim you want at all. There was a Somebody I watched recently on some somebody sent me something. They said, and they this physician said, you know, saturated fats really don't mean anything. I said, okay, that's see, that's okay. You can say that because it's not true, but that you 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 would think that would be a, a big thing not to say, but that's okay. But if you say something that's true, eh, it's a different story. Rule number one. Let's talk about this case. There was, a, there was a reporter who appeared with Bobby Kennedy Jr. Her name is Emma Jo Morris. Emma Jo Morris was the New York Post political writer. Now she's with Breitbart. Breitbart is promoting her as the wunderkind uh, and the, the uh, listen to what I'm saying now, the proponent, the discoverer of the uh, Biden uh, laptop from hell, uh, the Woodward and Bernstein collectively, the this one person, this this one um, young lady is involved in this, and she is she is the star right now. Interesting. Miranda Devine, where does she fit into this? Miranda Devine. From the Post, she's still at the Post. Emma Jo Morris is over here. Uh, it's not Miranda Devine's show anymore. Nobody's really talking about her. She kind of said, "Hey, you know, good for you, congratulations." But I said, "Wow, that's I love the internecine battles because, as you know, especially in the world of the news world, which is shrinking and shrinking and shrinking, you have a lot of folks who are trying to seek." their 
stardom and acclaim and that sort of thing. So you're going to see a battle or a battle, as people say, between these two. That's number one. Number two, Emma Jo Morris. She's now with Breitbart. Unsolicited advice. Tone down the snark. Tone down the laughing. Tone down the... Isn't this great? Isn't this surreal? It's not funny. Uh, This may be a natural reaction. It's almost one out of amazement. Where you're not really laughing, you're just like, you're shocked at the blatancy of it, the... The, the 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 unbelievable, breathtaking obviousness of this criminality. Don't laugh. This isn't funny. Tone it down. And also, this was the most interesting. She was on Fox News. And by the way, don't mistake. She does, she does a, she did a wonderful job with this. But I'm just saying, always know the reaction. Somebody needs to say, this is what you dress. This is what you wear. This is how you work TV. This is the countenance. This is, think Woodward and Bernstein. Don't think like you're surprised yourself. Like, isn't this cool? I did this. No, 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 no. Mm -mm. Next, she's on with Maria Bartiromo. And Maria Bartiromo takes the time. She was appearing before Congress with Bobby Kennedy and that other feller. And he put around with somebody, Wall Street Journal columnist Kimberly Strassel. Why? Why are you splitting Emma Joe's time with this Kimberly Strassel? Who is, who is saying something or re, re, reviewing something? She wrote in a book. But this is new news. This is timely. Now, I don't want to read too much into it. I think to myself, well, maybe, maybe Fox says, okay. Bartiromo, we'll let you do your thing, but we're going to dilute it. We're going to take her time, and we're going to minimize it by bringing in somebody who already wrote a book or somebody else to cut into it. I don't know. I don't want to. I don't want to overthink this, but I do think this is very, very odd. I do think this is very, 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 very odd. Very odd. Very strange. Very odd. Interesting. I think this is new. Very. Uh, just just uh, kind of observational, right? That's number one. Now, the next news is, what's going to happen with this? Nothing. That's the thing which is the most important. Nothing. Nothing is going to happen. Nothing. Nothing is going to happen. There, there will be nothing. There is, there is story after story. The Post yet again explains and verifies that, yes, uh, Hunter himself did get on the phone and tell people, hey, I'm talking to the old man, I'm talking to whatever it is, okay, all right, fine. But, I don't know what to tell you. There, There's just no... Uh. The mainstream media are still pushing for things like Barbie. Barbie is... They're, they're doing this for two things. Barbie is blowing up the uh, the movie. See, movies aren't dead. Why? To counter SAG-AFTRA and their claims that you need writers, you need us, uh, the movie th- the industry is on a threat. They're saying, no, it's not. Look how great things are. Not to mention it's a diversion, distraction, as many of you, because many of our dear friends here love when something is a distraction. 
Whenever you don't know what to say about something, always say, it's a distraction. Always. <laughs> okay? It's a distraction. So so keep that in mind. Okay? So we got a couple of things we're going to talk about. How you prepare. I want to go back to the Emma Joe Morris thing. How you prepare yourself, how you handle yourself on TV, um, running for office, everything matters. Think about what you're going to say. Bobby Kennedy's learning that a little bit. Joe Biden, I mean Joe Biden, um, Ron DeSantis doesn't care at all. He's His his thing is just, that's good night, see you. See you next, maybe four, eight years from now, maybe, but not now. He's a good governor for Florida, but that thing was not thought about at all. But I want to go through this again. When you have, um, if you're a a young, a new, uh, a, a brash, in a good way, courageous news person, how should you handle this? What What should you say? How do you look? Very stoic. Almost sad. But you're not happy to say this. You're not. You're not. You're not grinning, ear to ear. Like, isn't this cool? I mean, this is surreal. This is. Can you believe that? I mean, come on. No. 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 That may work for you know a podcast or something. That that's okay if you're. Hey guys, you know whatever. No. You have to provide. The idea that you have just uncovered something so horrible, something so something so incredible that it's the the gravity of this is so horrid. So so horrid. That's that's the thing. That's the that's the important aspect of this. That's all I want to say. And also keep in mind, why is, because you know that Fox News is just, if that's what interests you. But it's interesting to see where that, because that was for so long. That was the official, it was, for the longest time it was the official communications platform of the Republican Party, of the conservative movement. It really was. It was something. It's not anymore. I don't know what it is. It's just... It's just kind of like, okay. And while Maria Bartiromo is great and everything, it's just, okay, it's the usual stuff. Nothing's going to happen. Nothing is going to happen. Okay, that's number one. Number two, I love when somebody creates something in terms of big news. As you know, Elon Musk stripped Twitter of its traditional Bluebird logo and rebranded the app with a minimalist X. This was late Sunday. While he was apparently sending, I guess, signals that the company will be unveiling new financial features. On Sunday afternoon, Elon Musk tweeted, X.com now now points to Twitter.com. Interim X logo will... Uh, go live later. Uh, the new logo was projected on the social media platform's headquarters in San Francisco Sunday night amidst the horror and the crime. Or whatever. Uh, 
listen to this. The development of this change prompted Walter Isaacson, who was the biographer, who is currently writing a biography of Elon Musk, to opine, to expand, to discuss uh, the entrepreneur's thinking. Quote, when his cousin Pete Rive visited in early 1999, he found Musk poring over books about the banking system. I'm trying to think about what to start next, he explained. His experience in Scotiabank had convinced him that the industry was ripe for disruption. So in March, he founded X.com. Okay. His concept for X.com was so grand, it would be, this is from National Review, I'm reading, by the way, it would be a one-stop everything store for all commercial needs, banking, digital purchases, checking, credit cards, investments, loans. Transactions would be handled instantly with no waiting for payments to clear. His insight was that money is simply an entree, or entry rather, into a database, and he wanted to devise a way that all transactions were securely recorded in real time. Interesting. So, it's starting. Now, and you can read this for yourself. I find him to be so interesting because he's constantly reminding you of the exciting nature of something which, for all practical purposes, is really not exciting to most people. Most people don't care. It doesn't matter. Most people will not avail themselves of these high-tech financial whatever. It just, it do, it simply does not matter. But he creates, again, the illusion, the presence, the perception. This is why I'm saying, regarding the uh, Emma Joe Morris, if you're going to go on TV, create the perception. How do you look? How do you act? What is this going on? And I love the fact that he is destroying everything and anything to do with Twitter. Tweet, Twitter, get rid of those. Those were nasty, terrible days with those horrible folks with Jack Dorsey. This is a brand new thing. I think it's wonderful. It's incredible. Now, the next thing I want to tell you about, and this has nothing to do with well, it does. It has everything and, 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 and nothing to do with what's going on. But I want to share this with you. I've just been doing this, and as you know, I have a private channel where I go into detail. And one of the things which is the most interesting is to take somebody who wants to understand what's happening in the real world and say, come here for a minute, I'm going to show you something. I'm going to bring you into this, into the fold, so to speak. But I want you to understand something, which is very critical. By the way, I trust that you are liking this. You must, everybody must subscribe to this channel. Subs are critical. They love the numbers. They love the metrics. It it adds, it's everything. The more likes, the more subs, the more things we get, we get sent off so that people will find us. That is still the best way for people to find YouTube. YouTube is still, no matter what anybody says, the premier, the premier avenue and platform to reach the world. There are some other great, great programs and platforms, but they're already seeking people who are there, which is a, which is a good point. But I'm interested more 
in finding somebody that would never think or that would never even venture into a, a thought process that I'm doing. Okay, let me, let me give you the example. Let me not veer off too much from this. The bigger the story, the bigger the claim, the bigger the fraud, the bigger the distraction, as you would say, the easier it is to show. Now, for those people who don't know this, and I love the newfound uh, Alex Jones expats and people who now find themselves into this mysterious world where they've got it all figured out. They know every bit of jargon, every bit of, they know everything. They know everything there is. Everything. One of the ideas is that I love discovering when something happened, which I thought was something, but it's not. What do I mean? Let me give you an example. Very simple. Charles Manson. Charles Manson was a part of our life, part of my life, my generation. It was so important, so critical, because in 1969, I was 11 years old at the time, but it was the end of of what we would call the lovey-dovey hippies, the whatever it was. By virtue, yes, mathematically, it was 1969, but it was the end of that period. Okay. Woodstock, Charles Manson, Haight-Ashbury, San Francisco, went from, hey man, the stoner, flower power, peace, love, grateful dead, little acid, Ken Kesey, um, that hippy-dippy, goofy, weird, whatever, two hard drugs, bad, in the end of the 60s. Vietnam was nowhere near, winding up, very turbulent. Charles Manson freaked everybody out. Charles Manson ended. Charles Manson, in retrospect, if you look at the... Uh, once Upon a Time in Hollywood, or whatever the, that story is, it is, a, it is something which people are still trying to figure out what this was about. It was the end of a lot of stuff. It destroyed... It was very, very interesting. Very, very interesting. Now, at the time that this was happening, people will immediately start to say, ah, it was CIA, it was this guy. Wait a minute, take it easy, relax, take it easy, take it easy before you start thinking one way or another. But it was a time of something called MKUltra. Right around that time. Whitey Bulger himself was involved in MKUltra. There, the, there were these various prison experiments that were so um, incredible. There was the San Francisco Project. This is from the Department of Justice. You can read it. You can read what happened. This is from 1969. They, they don't ever say, by the way. This was done specifically to... But there is one of the most fascinating stories, which I always give people to start with this, and the information is there. But before you jump into it, before you say, aha, it means this, ask yourself the question, how much do we know? Charles Manson, was he... Pulled. Everybody loves to say CIA. They love to just pick the CIA. I respectfully submit that some of the best stuff that's ever been done in this country was done by people and organizations that don't even have names that you would even remotely recognize. Okay? It's that simple. 
Now, remember what people like to do. See the Neuralink, MKUltra, CIA. Um, They just love to say, and what this is, is a way of saying, I know this. I know this. And within groups of people, the currency of inclusion is, look how many words I know. Look how many things I know. You didn't know I knew that, did you? You didn't know I, oh, oh yeah, absolutely. Milgram. Ooh, Milgram, yeah, you're right, very good. I knew about that. In the old days in um, in psych, it was always, remember, um, Harlow's Monkeys. And everybody has this little group of, Semmelweis, Semmelweis, Ignat Semmelweis. Who was that? Let's wash our hands in surgery. There's, there's these little, there's a fellow, I forget his name. University of oh God, Pennsylvania, maybe, I don't know, who, who had that famous line that said, um, when you hear hoofbeats, don't think zebra. You know, Occam's razor, another one. People will say this. And when you speak to people, they speak in a currency. They say, HARP, DARPA, QIntel, got it. Uh, and then you get into the operations. Ajax, Popeye, paper, paperclip. Paperclip's a big one. Oh, oh, um, whenever you talk about Bobby Kennedy in Israel, you have to say the liberty. You have to say that. That signals to people in your particular conversation group, oh, good for you. So that's what we do. Now, what does this mean? Well, we don't really know because we're not, we're not landing on the flower long enough to explain. Well, would you go into detail? I don't really go into detail. I just want you to know I know all the words. This is the thing I want to dispossess you of. I want to disabuse you of this. I want to denude you of, these, of this, okay? Get away from this talk. Get away from this. Get away from this thinking. I want you to go deeper, and I don't want you to worry about bumper sticker, cookie cutter, playbook, echo chamber, little snippets of thought. I want you just to think a little bit different about this. And the bigger picture is simply this. The bigger the, the not fraud, but the bigger the distortion, the bigger the lie, the easier it is to maintain by virtue of the fact that it's so big. The bigger the lie, the bigger the story. The bigger everything, the easier it is to pull off because it's so incredible. You you could think, well, how could anybody? No, nobody could possibly reduce this to a story like this. And there are some wonderful, there are some wonderful, uh, wonderful uh, stories, wonderful pieces of investigation that are there. And again, what do I do? What do I always say? I want you to please, please investigate investigate, investigate. There is um, Tom O'Neill did, of course, Chaos, Charles Manson, the CIA, and the Secret History of the 60s, which is a wonderful piece. And why is that important? It's important because it shows you how folks in your government kind of sort of work and still continue to work. It doesn't mean... It, 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 these people are still here. Operation Northwoods is important because it goes to show you this is what people thought then. Again, that's not meant to drop a name so you say, ooh, he knows about Northwoods. That's not what I'm saying. What I want you to understand is look how people think and look how people experiment and look at what people do. And right now, 
full circle, the Hunter Biden experiment is to show you. Now, wait, 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 wait. Yes, we, we can acknowledge this Hunter Biden. Let's see what we can do. How far will people go? Maria Bartiromo puts on Emma Jo Morris, Bobby Kennedy Jr., hearing after hearing after hearing. New York Post, headline today. Hunter Biden and Joe. Joe was on the phone. How far can we go before people look the other way? That's the issue. How far can we ignore this? What will the American public do? What will the government do? What will the press do? How will our wholly owned subsidiaries, our deliberate uh, press agents, how will they follow our instructions and look the other way? This is what I want you to notice. This. Watch right now. This is the experiment that is going on right now. They're constantly learning. Always seeing how are the, how is the group today? It's like you have a group of people who are in prison and the warden or the people running the experiment come in and they, they will keep the light on all the time so you don't know circadian rhythm. They see, well, what effect does that have on people? How about if we tell people it's cold when it's hot? How about if we tell people it's summer when it's cold? What can we tell people? What will people agree to and with? And what will they go along with? How will this work? How will this work? It's fascinating. This is what this is about. You cannot have anybody saying anything more, any clearer as to Hunter Biden's complicity than this. And look what's happening. Nothing. There's no rioting in the streets. There's no, there's no nothing. There's a few people here and there. Jim, jo- Jim Jordan wants to impeach him. Okay, fine. Nothing happens. That is the experiment. That is what I want you to understand. And then I want you to also know, look what happens as well. Mrs. L asked a very interesting question. Let me ask you this question right now. Listen to me very carefully. I want you to stop this, okay? Listen to me very simply. Answer this question for me. As you know, in 9-11, which was 20, what, two years ago, this year, after 9-11 and George Bush said, and the people who knocked these towers down, they're going to hear from us too. People became ultra-patriotic. People joined the military. Uh, Pat Tillman, uh, others, you know the story. People, it was a call to arms. Question. If 9-11 happened today versus 22 years ago, today in this climate, would there be a rush to join the military? Yes or no? Very simple. Very simple. And by the way, this is that private... This is my private channel where I can go into greater detail about what I think is going on. Another another fascinating story, Bobby uh, Kennedy being anti-Semitic. It's so absurd, it's not even funny, and, and yet look at how he stops and answers it. Bad move. Should have never, you should have said, I'm never going to answer that. Next. You don't, you don't have to respond to everybody. It's ridiculous. Nobody understands what anti-Semitic means. So the question is, who thinks so? No, 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 no way. Hell no, no. Isn't that something? I agree with you 100%. Different brain chemistry? No, 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 no. P. 
People naturalize like crazy after 9-11. It's a different country. It's a different world. America is not, there's nothing to fight for. America is fighting you. America is fighting you. America is fighting, giving things away. There's no sense of, it's nobody. Some men aren't men anymore like this, so they wouldn't have as many, that's for sure, for sure. Uh, Unfair question. The current environment has in part 9-11 baked in. No, 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 no. The answer is very simple, simply this. No, there would not be. Very simple question. And the reason is this. This, and this is very important. More people today have no connection whatsoever to their country in terms of connection, uh, national um, heritage, connect, uh, sympathy, uh, patriotism. It's not there. We know more now than then. We know less now than then. No. Absolutely not. I think there will be a rush to join state militias. No. Screw the government military. They're not fighting for us. No, no. No, I disagree with that, Joe. People understand the notion of a state militia. What does that mean? What is a militia? Militia. First of all, there's negative connotation brought to you by the the uh, left. This is very, very simple, 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 simple stuff. So I'm saying right now, let me rephrase this. Let's assume, not that a second 9-11 happened, but let's assume that it was 9-11 now. Maybe a second 9-11 might be, because you could argue, well, there's a, People are going to react because they know what's going to happen. Let's assume instead of 9-11-2001, it was 9-11-2023. What would happen? I submit there would be no connection. Nobody would say, huh. Some might even say, well, you know, you had it coming. Or climate change. Look at what, look at what we've done to the climate. There was a fellow named Ward Churchill. Remember that? He talked about the little Eichmanns. He, he, gave, he gave some crazy idea about how we wanted this. And then Bill Maher said something about the people who flew into those planes. Or to, to, people just started to just... This was the diarrhea of the mouth kind of a thing. People just started to just say these important, incredible, and uh, critical things. The answer would no. There would be no. There is no... There is no connection today to the country. There, put it this way: there is, there is, there are fewer citizens today. We have a different makeup. We have a different country, and we have a country and a president that has nothing to do with America and the American citizen. It stops, opens up the door and brings other people in here because America has become a waiting room for whatever. And it, Jack Schlossberg actually said that we ended the longest war. Ended the longest war? He just abandoned it. It's not ending it. But you see what's happening? It's a different country now. 
It's a different country. People would say, in my family, my father was fought, my grandfather fought, my uncles fought, and it was my time to do something. They came and they knocked down our towers. That was the, that was the image. Look what they did. The rising Bruce Springsteen, Paul McCartney's attempt at whatever that was, whatever we, freedom, the, the worst, I still don't understand what the hell that means. We had, remember the, uh, that event at Madison Square Garden? All the people, remember the rock? They had the firemen. Remember how the firemen were considered the, um, uh, the, the new heroes? Maureen Dowd, who writes like this, like the Marsha Brady of columnists, wrote how, how women want, they, they didn't want doctors anymore. They wanted firemen. They wanted these he-men who go in with hoses and axes and go upstairs and save people and masculine, huh? Does that give you a hint? Men standing like this, join women too, of course, but it was it was a real we're gonna go back and we're gonna we're gonna get these people. What does that mean? We're gonna get these people. Today we just say like and 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 he's a bad guy. Who? Putin. What do you want to do? I don't want to do anything. I say he's a bad guy. We just point fingers or we tweet or you know, we do whatever it is. There really was remember, there was no social media. Social media, you you will never understand what social media did to destroy the way we think. You have no idea what they did. It's a different world. It's a different time. It's a different sense of self and pride and belonging. And we heard that not too far from this area, there's going to be the law, a state of the art, state of the art, um, illegal immigrant, whatever you want to call it, place. There were people after 9-11 who were being naturalized. They loved this country and they were in America. They were, sell- oh my God, you sold, you, American flags, they sold them. Every- it was a completely different mindset. Today, it's not that people are necessarily, um, they're, they're, they're not, Un-American, they just have made no connection to anything that even remotely mirrors that of patriotism. It's a different time. So I've given you a lot of things to think about today. <clears throat> the way the Hunter Biden story is just, that's an example. That's almost like, see what happens? Let's do an experiment on this one. Nobody's going to do anything about it. Number two, the way it's being read, those brave reporters Woman who puts Emma Jo Morris puts three years of her life on the line for this for this laptop, and what happens? Nothing. Nothing. She appears before she goes to Maria Bartiromo. Nothing happens. Nobody cares. It's nothing. <laughs> I mean, it'd be like Woodward and Bernstein. Uh huh. Okay. What do you call this? Watergate. Watergate. Okay. All right. Coming up next, things in your bathroom that can kill you. After this commercial mess, nobody cares about that. Different world, different, different. It's a different everything. Also, remember the bigger, the bigger, the the more obvious the claim, the easier it is to pull off. And also, think more. Think more. Question more. When you're talking to people, 
and you're trying to be a disciple of truth, ask them questions. Don't overwhelm them with your knowledge. Well, you know what this is, is this is obviously, this is Mockingbird. Oh, Mockingbird, what is that? Well, Mockingbird, Operation Mockingbird was the 50s. Don't, don't do that. Don't be like these people. I don't know why people do that. They love to tell you, look how much I know. Oh, yeah, this was Operation, this is the Liberty. Yeah, this is. And they'll just, they, they just say, they'll, you know, say these wonderful uh, things. But ask yourself, and, 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 and inspiring people for them to say, well, what, what's happened since then? Where has that, where has, where has, remember, ask questions, don't answer the question. Where has this sense of patriotism gone? Do you feel that people still feel themselves connected to the country? Sparky says, Americans are weary of endless wars, so they wouldn't rush to sign up. Grandpa volunteered for Spanish-American War. Aside from the Indian Wars, there hadn't been any action since the Civil War. Uh, Americans are weary of endless wars? Not really. Because Sparky, I appreciate them, by the way, thank you very much. Sparky, the young people today who would be signing up for this, they don't, they never had a, they've never had a war. They never had a war. Who? What is their war? Somebody right now, eighteen years old, twenty years old. Iraq. They were born. They weren't even alive during nine eleven. There's not endless wars. Endless wars for us, not for them. We have people right now on the left who want to go have war with Russia in Finland or wherever. Some whatever. Some NATO enclave. You see how even even the responses don't make any sense. Because today people are saying, "I don't, I don't know anything about 9/11. I wasn't, I wasn't even born. I heard about it, but doesn't mean anything to me. It's a different, it's a different, it's a different world. Also, our frame of reference, what our reality was, doesn't apply to them anymore. See, we things, we think things differently. We see things differently." Ours is a, com- it's a completely different world. It's about perception, awareness, and what I always tell you, it's about psychology. It's not about the truth. It's how people perceive reality to be. Not what you might think it is. I mean, you might sort of, but it doesn't, it doesn't work like that. It doesn't work kind of the way you think it does. It doesn't. Sad to say. It doesn't work that way. That's all I'm saying, dear friends. That's all I'm saying. Be very, very, very um, again, this is this is I just want you to think about this today. Don't answer the question. Ask the question. Ask the question is more important. Is there enough vanilla in this? What would make this better? Does Twitter seem more interesting as X versus this? What <clears throat> what does the bluebird connote now? Does Elon Musk know where he's going? Do, question, 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 question. That is what you need to do. Don't worry about impressing people with how much you know. Somebody asked Gonzalo where is Gonzalo Lira? We don't know. We have no idea. Who's talking about him? Nobody. 
And Gonzalo Lira saying what he did in Ukraine was a fool. There's something not right with him. That doesn't mean you, you can hold him. But he the laughing, he was almost like manic. Have you ever met somebody who's, who's in a manic state? It, it didn't seem right. There's a, there's a certain degree of self-destructive that some people can go through. I don't know. But he deserves to be released. He's an American citizen in our country, knows nothing, cares nothing about this. And nothing's going to happen because nobody knows who he is. Nobody cares about the Hunter Biden thing. Nobody, and people are becoming habituated to it. All you have to do, put it this way. People are more interested in the Barbie movie than anything else. And I, I said this the other day. Somebody said, who cares about Barbie? You have no idea. You know why Barbie's important? One of the reasons why. Well, I know there's a big deal going on between SAG-AFTRA, Union, and, and Hollywood. And this is really tough. Hollywood is the bat, last bastion of leftists. But they're really not. In many respects, they're hardcore fascist business people. And they don't like this idea of these smug people. Right? Who do you think you are? Did you see what they did and where was it? They, they cut the trees down so that the picketers wouldn't be shaded. I mean, these, this is hardcore. So what did they do? They got on the phone and they called up all of their, their, their media plants and said, we want you to say that Barbie is the biggest box office extravaganza ever. That Barbie saved it. That it's a feel-good, even though the message of Barbie is horrible. Next, Notice how Oppenheimer is kind of dropping. They're saying, wow, do you think the sex scenes are too much? Can you imagine trying to lure somebody to a movie with sex scenes? You could turn on your phone and see things that would make the Kama Sutra look like a travelogue, like Mr. Rogers. And you're going to lure somebody into a movie theater for some stylized sex scene? Are you kidding me? Do they even understand what reality is? But that's what they're talking about. Not the movie. Not how great the movie is. And you know what the real question is? Most people still don't get the whole notion of Oppenheimer, what it really was about, and what they did to him afterwards. And that's I haven't seen the movie yet, so I've I got to be very, very careful. They also don't tell you how many people did not want to drop the bomb. They didn't want to drop the bomb. They don't want to. This is about showing the Russians. This is about showing the Russians. Actually, at first... It was about worrying that Hitler would get it. Good point. Zillard and others were very, very correct in that respect. But this, this is, you know. But why Barbie is important is that they're trying to say, see, we don't need you. Look how big, look how big the big, the big thing is. And of course, you have these infantile women, basically little girls, dressing up in pink and going together in parties. And, you know, hey, look, I'm Barbie. Which goes to show you that we have completely still uh, stylized and uh, pushed this lunacy. By the way, I saw something yesterday. <clears throat> you know, that's, that Snooky story is still going strong, right? It's in Jersey. They have this, you know, Snooky, remember the uh, uh, Jersey Shore? Remember that lunacy? That was still one of the most popular reality shows ever. And they are, and they are doing. They can control anything by virtue of the media that whom they own. That's it. And it's very easy to use social media to start memes going, to create things, and also to dampen things down, to tamp 
dampen, and redirect. So we have a lot to talk about. Sparky says the Ukrainian SBU arrested Gonzalo Lira at the behest of the U.S. government. Prior to that, Gonzalo and the SBU were abiding by the deal they'd each agreed upon. Now, Sparky, thank you for that, my friend. That is certainly not beyond the realm of possibility, but I don't know if anybody, um, if that actually happened, that we can prove. Number two, uh, there were people who were far more, far more uh, derogatory, though not in Ukraine, in Kharkov, whatever, but far more uh, negative over Ukraine than those people. Absolutely. Most people didn't know who Gonzalo Lira was. That was, I still think, the simplest reason for that is that was still a local kind of a pain in the neck to say, you're doing this. And there was some, remember when he was missing for a while? Remember they grabbed him or something? I never bought that story. It just didn't sound right. Remember he just was missing Gonzalo Lira, remember that? And then all of a sudden he's back in. I'm back. I don't want to talk about it. I don't. Okay. No concrete proof. I just never, I just didn't feel, I didn't sound right. But the idea that the U.S. government said, hey, but by the way, pick this guy up. Why? He's got a couple of hundred, nobody knew who he was. The real people, the big people, the ones who were doing far more, far more damage than anybody could imagine are the intellectuals like Mearsheimer. Mearsheimer is still the best, the best of the, the best in the biz. Absolutely the best. He did far, he's all over the world. Not only that, what he did against, not only that, but the notion of NATO and basically following the Kennan version of this, you know, Mr. X, and that's a whole other story. So, Gonzalo Lira, that's okay. I just don't think anybody, I think that was maybe just personal. And I think somebody there had to say, are you guys going to do something about this? Are you going to, he's, he's right here. We know where he is. You know, shut him up. Sparky says, there was a Manhattan Project movie where Paul Newman played General Leslie Groves. Well, remember the Manhattan Project, it was interesting. Uh, Leslie Groves did not particularly care for Oppenheimer at first, but he was the one who did this. And remember, I, I don't know if the, if, if the movie went into Klaus Fuchs and how Stalin knew about this, but that was really unnecessary. After, after Germany surrendered. After that. Because Japan was, especially with Russian entering the, the fray, that was it. There was no need for that. Japan was more and more involved in, remember, not the initial bomb, but afterwards, the dropping. Japan was more interested in, in, in preserving Hirohito, whom they thought, they thought he was some kind of a, 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 a god or, you know, some, some deity. So, very complicated. You don't, you don't look to, uh, you don't look to, um, Hollywood for for this. But it is interesting. It is very, very interesting. Also, look how young. Um, Oppenheimer was very rich, lived in the Upper West Side. 
went to the um, School of Ethical Culture on the Upper West Side. Is too. By the way, that's where Tuesday night where Bobby Kennedy and Shmuley are going to be. So you should come to see that one. His family was so rich. His brother, his brother one time had some hard time. I forget whatever. He, he was kind of blacklisted. They had so much art. Their family was very, very, uh, uh, very wealthy. That Oppenheimer's brother basically lost everything. He just sold like, I don't know, one or a couple of pieces of art and basically was set for the rest of his life. So they were, I mean, they were a different thing. I, I think Oppenheimer taught himself what? A, a Danish? I mean, he was, they knew a level of intelligence and brilliance that we, I, I guess we see it here. I don't know. I do, I do not know. And he loved New Mexico by virtue of how he, he would kind of get away and he, he uh, suffered great anti-Semitism at Harvard. Couldn't get into the right clubs and this and that. So it's, a, it's an interesting thing. And also, he, he died at the end. Look how he wasn't that Oppenheimer, towards the end, Oppenheimer died. He was 60. He was, yes. He died in Princeton at the, let me see. How old was he? 62 years old. He looked 80. See how much he was smoking? It's just, he looked, I just... Come sixty-two. That's it. And these people were incredible. Also, Richard Feynman. Don't forget about Richard. They should do a story on Richard Feynman. Richard Feynman. Richard Feynman one time th- taught himself how to crack safes. He just thought about this. Sparky says, despite being told by people who knew Oppenheimer, telling Groves that he couldn't run a hot dog stand. Groves recognized that Oppenheimer could herd cats. Yes, he did. And also, remember, what, what was what was Groves' big claim to fame prior to this? What was, what was Leslie Groves known for? What was his claim to fame prior to Oppenheimer and this particular project? It, of course, was building the Pentagon. That was his thing. So it's interesting. And let me also tell you something. Let me remind you of something. The total number of people involved in the Manhattan Project were hundreds of thousands. All of them kept a secret. Why? Compartmentalized knowledge. One of the classic stories in the now famous CIA memorandum on weaponizing... I need 300 likes, folks, my dear friends. Weaponizing Pentagon, correct, Sparky? One of the things which was important in that famous CIA memorandum about how to weaponize it is to make people think that conspiracies can't be kept quiet, that that the things cannot be quiet because people will have a natural tendency to talk and to spill their guts. So this can't be done. This is what people believe. This is what people will say. That that when something is this great, nobody knew anything about this. They knew nothing. Why? Because it was need to know compartmentalized. Same thing with Enigma. There were people who died 
and never told grandchildren, great-grandchildren about Project Enigma. People keep secrets all the time. All the time. Sometimes two, three, four people. There are some people who have top-secret codes that don't even have codes. Top-secret means nothing in Washington. The president is not the highest level. There are people who have security clearances above the president. And they used to have, I don't know about now, but there used to be these these five-letter ones, Umbra, Zebra, Ultra, that kind of thing, where, where you would have, I think Zebra was like the highest, where this was the ultimate. And you might have, literally, on the planet, three people, four people, who knows something. And the highest level, the highest level of, of security is involving extraterrestrial craft and the like. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because there is nothing more compartmentalized than industrial secrecy, not governmental. All right, dear friends, thank you so much. I didn't think we'd go this long, but it was so great. What a wonderful way to start off Monday. Thank you so, so very much. One more time, let me just give you this. If you like to hear other stuff, that and, and not because it's filthy or dirty or profane, but just because it's a subject matter that adults deal, that's my private channel. Ladies who worked at Oak Ridge told people when asked what they did up there that they made the holes for donuts. That's very good. And also, by the way, many of them, frankly, Sparky, did not know. You know the number of people who had the babies that were born and the love affairs and the parties and the... They had... I forget what it was. They had to build just to do the power, just for the power to reduce the uranium or to perfect it or purify it or whatever the particular phrase is. They needed almost like an entire power station just for that. Something to that effect. All right, my friends. Thank you so much. Please like this video. Subscribe to the channel. We always ask you. So important. So, And by the way, our dear friends, we were driving by yesterday. You know, our friends at MyPillow.com, they are very much in business. They are very much in business. They are good folks. And right now they've got, they've got the MyPillow, the 20th anniversary sales going on. Kitchen towels and overstock sales and slippers and toppers. They're just great people. And you know what? They support us and we support them. And if you use promo code Lionel, you get, believe it or not, a free gift. Tautological perhaps, but nonetheless great. All right, dear friends, have a great and a glorious time. Thank you so, so very much. See you tonight at 7 p.m. Don't ever change me then sincerely. And don't forget these words, this valedictory. The monkey's dead. The show's over. Sue you. Dead, dead.